Welcome to the Continuous Revenue Marketer Podcast, where the most influential marketers in the world are sharing insights and lessons on the critical topic chief executives must address daily. How to deliver continuous profitable revenue to their organizations through new customer growth and lifetime value optimization. And most importantly, what's new? What new strategies, tactics, and methodologies they are employing to achieve these goals with a high ROI on their marketing spend? Hi, I'm Russell Kern, CEO and founder of Kern, an Omnicom agency, and I'm joined with my co-host and producer, Elliot Dennis. I want to kick off this episode with a headline ripped from the marketing press that was just released. Mercedes-Benz consolidates its global marketing entirely with Omnicom Group. The holding company creates TeamX to handle the business, including creative, media, CRM, and digital. Omnicom beats Publicist Group for the luxury automaker's combined media creative business worth hundreds of millions. While this is a huge win for Omnicom, and I'm so proud of my colleagues It supports the importance of this podcast focused on personalized continuous revenue marketing. The marketing landscape has changed, full stop, period. The Mercedes win for Omnicom confirms brands are now seeking agency partners who can support continuous revenue generation at scale and speed by being able to deliver personalized marketing experiences in real time to a given individual based upon where they are, what they're interested in, and what device they're on as a core brand differentiator. This ability to deliver millions of unique customer experiences requires a new level of rigor and skills for CMOs and their marketing organization. It requires the ability to apply AI and analytics to historical and customer data to predict consumer desires in real time. It requires the ability to have an integrated set of technologies that can assemble relevant communication in a nanosecond. But beyond the data sciences and technologies, it requires human creativity, human interaction with technologies to deliver brand empathy. Because given the shopping and purchase decision process of today's empowered consumer, the purchase process has moved well beyond the basic money for product service exchange. This is a result of the increase in purchasing power among each generational cohort and the different value systems within a given cohort. Brands that are going to win tomorrow must now reflect and honor the importance of these emotional values within each of their targeted cohorts. Let me give you some examples. 79% of Gen Z engages with brands that align to their value that is dedicated to making a difference in the world. 80% of millennials demand an integrated seamless experience regardless of channel and will switch brands that save money. 70% of Gen Xs have high affinities for brands that they trust, and they remain loyal to these trusted brands. But compare that to 93% of baby boomers who are no longer devoted to any given brand 
because too often they feel undervalued and ignored. Thus, the key to personalization and the ultimate opening of a consumer's wallet is relevancy, delivering communications tailored to each individual's conscious and subconscious value system. Now, I know that was a rather extensive monologue, and so I thank you for listening, but now it's time to turn the program over to my co-host and dear friend, Elliot Dennis, because he has some very interesting things to share and important things to share about his experience while shopping for a car that tied directly back to this introduction about values, cohorts, and the importance of personalized continuous revenue marketing. Elliot, take it away. Thanks, Russell. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about those stats lately as I personally interact with brands and make purchases as I'm stuck between generational cohorts. I'm in my early 40s, so I'm young Gen X, but there's always a few-year bridge gap between 20-year generations, so I have some millennial tendencies as well. 18 to 34 is still the most coveted demographic for marketers to convert into lifelong brand loyalists. They don't call out your former 40s for nothing, as you have very high spending power. And what makes my peers in this gap generation so unique is that we came of age just as communication was experiencing a seismic shift. And it's given us, I think, a very unique perspective that's half analog old school and half digital new school. For example, we were the first group of kids with portable music on the go, or Walkmans, as we like to call them for all of our Gen Z listeners. Uh, We were the first group of kids with a VCR at home and household computers, making us the first children to truly grow up having to figure it out, as opposed to having an innate understanding of new technology. We hit our teens just as the internet was revolutionizing everything, but we were still using payphones until our first cell phones came in and after college. And I think it's because we had one foot in that traditional ways of yore and one foot in the digital information age that we could appreciate both in a way that other generations just can't. So I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the world completely changed for someone even just five years younger than me. And I think it's because of all this that I could so vividly remember my first car buying experience 25 years ago my experience four years ago, and then my last experience this last year. I don't think young buyers today will ever have to go through that used car salesman experience that I had to where they feel so sold to and a bit taken advantage of with the salesperson in control of the sale because now they have the power of instant and infinite information in the palm of their hand in their cell phone. A lot has changed in the buying experience, to say the least, in my 20-year break between car purchases And I remember how joyful I was searching online for cars four years ago to find just that right one because I was really in control of the buying process digitally. But what really blew my mind was how advanced that experience went from not just digital, but to a personalized experience in this last year. As a marketer that preaches the benefits of personalized marketing, I wanted to share my story with our listeners because even though I knew the strategies that were being employed by the automaker... They were relevantly tailored to me with such textbook perfection that made me go wow as a customer and earn my confidence and trust. So four years ago, I ended up buying a small SUV from a top automaker at a used car dealership, not from the automaker directly. But I always took the car in for regular service appointments at a dealership from the manufacturer. Now, with a growing family, my wife and I were in the market for a large SUV last year. 
So I started my journey by researching options online to determine if I would have a better, if I would be better off selling or trading in the car. Because I'm in the auto manufacturer's database of current and former owners from the service appointments I kept over the years, I was identified by predictive algorithms as among the most likely prospects to purchase a new car. So the manufacturer started sending me direct mail pieces personalized by life milestones and timely email campaigns throughout the year, then targeted me with creative messages in paid environments like Facebook. My social profile was then matched to my CRM record for custom, uh, custom targeting as I visited the auto company's website and started configuring an SUV model that I liked. That level of customization alone impressed me compared to my first car buying experience. But what happened next is what takes digital retargeting to sophisticated personalized marketing levels. While I was streaming Thursday Night Football live on Amazon, I told you I was old and new school, I saw a TV ad for the new SUV that I was interested in that was one of the few ads I could have been served based on my basic demographic profile. However, the manufacturer's analytic models for customer insights were able to predict with a high degree of certainty that I was part of a media audience they reached with their new 30-second connected TV spot. And in a privacy-compliant way, they recognized that I configured the same model and color of SUV on their website. Now that I've been identified as a visitor who had not yet converted but was likely to buy, relevant information about my behavior on site was exchanged with media buying platforms in real time so that I was targeted with even more relevant ads like test drives for the specific model in my area that I was interested in. Artificial intelligence algorithms then optimized the ads I saw in a number of ways. For example, a particular creative message was sequenced based on the understanding of all the other interactions I had in my buying journey so that one ad that finally won me over was focused on the automated track reclining of the second and third row while I was engaged with relevant car seat content online. And I'd added that as a, because I'd added that as a special feature when configuring the car on site. A few days later, the next time I visited their website, my partially configured car was displayed as the hero image on the homepage, driving me even more quickly back to the configuration to fully price out the car and film the, trust, the test drive form. And then finally, AI predictive analytics on the website identified me as a potentially high value returning customer who needed a voucher to incentivize me to make that final purchase decision. And I was invited to consult with a very costly live chat agent showing how valued I was as a customer. So needless to say, I made my purchase in confidence because the brand had done such a great job of personalizing the product attributes and buying experience to my specific interest. Elliot, I have to say is that is a pretty remarkable story. I mean, there's a lot of detail that you covered in there in terms of as time has progressed and in these last months of you shopping, the ability for the marketer to deliver such precision, with such precision, the relevancy all the way down to the third row reclining track seat that you know you're going to need for your growing family. And um, I think it's very, it's, it's an incredible world we're facing uh, as a marketer, but clearly we know that accomplishing this mission is no easy feat for any CMO. And we also know that this is not a off the shelf plug and play solution. It's a multi-step journey of improvement and optimization 
that is proof pointed with values and wins. But we do know those brands that get on this journey are seeing three time, five time, up to eight time increases in their ROI and, um, and results. And I think when we come all the way back to the beginning, Mercedes wanted that company, that agency holding company that could deliver a luxury experience, a communication experience that was equal to and supportive of what the luxury brand represented. And it could only happen through the Omnicom Team X and the huge amount of integrations of technology, of dynamic assembly, of analytics, of data science, and incredible creativity that Omnicom brought together. And so um, I think if any listener is th- thinking about, hey, I'd like to get on the journey, I want to get on the journey, you know, here are a couple of questions you could think about. And of course, we are having you know, some um, self-assessment you'll be able to take, but it's a journey for sure, um, but well worth putting your backpack on and starting on the hike. So just a few closing questions based upon what you talked about uh, in terms of um, you know where you stand and how you rate as it relates to Elliot's story about an automaker. So are, are you excellent at identifying your current customers and their likely needs to buy a new product or service given recent behavioral data and past internal data? How, how well is your organization able to bring that data together and then do something and action it? Then the second aspect is, where do you stand in your ability to combine the multiple marketing skills required from strategists, technologists, data scientists, project managers, programmers, with the various marketing technologies that allow real-time sequenced communication cross-channel um, based upon the signals that you're seeing in the data. You know, the third question is, where are you standing in your ability to have that website experience, be able to assemble what they really like to call the user experience, assemble in real time based upon the moment of the last click behavior. As Elliot was saying, he wanted third row track seating and best what next thing he knows is he's getting third row track visuals and communication and messaging. Again, no easy feat, but what is your skill set? Where do you stand on that? How would you rate yourself? And I think there's two closing questions, which is, are you able to identify and prioritize your investments against lifetime value? Who's likely to become a high lifetime valued customer? Who's not? Who requires the energy and effort? Who doesn't? How are you going to keep your high valued customers from attriting? How are you going to win back those that went to another brand and and reconquest them back to you? So that there's an area of allocation, resource allocation, time and money and media spend based upon LTV. And then I think the, the last is customer success, customer service, customer resources, because it's one thing to win the sale, but the real sale and the real brand value happens in get, is keeping the customer and helping that customer have a tremendous successful experience when they come in for service or even before they come into service, just making sure that all the advanced sophisticated features that are now built into a car helps a buyer 
realize and love the vehicle that they purchased or whatever product they have purchased from you. I thank you so much for your time uh, this week to cover the details. In the coming weeks, we will be having uh, interviews with the direct authors of the uh, personalized marketing at scale uh, blueprint. Luke Taylor will also be presenting our future um, self-assessment tool that's coming online and many other CMOs will be joining us. So I wanna say on behalf of Elliot and myself, I thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And until next time, I'm Russell Kern. The Continuous Revenue Marketer has been brought to you by Kern, an Omnicom precision marketing agency that helps Fortune 500 companies increase revenue from customer acquisition to loyalty through personalization at speed and scale. For more information, please visit kernagency.com.